Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. I am Nick Carlson, your CEO of Dawson Manufacturing, the founder of MulchMate. And today we are, it's kind of a very special, weird situation. We need an extra mic. We don't have an extra mic. So my world famous, amazing CTO, the chief talking officer, Kyle Parks. I'm in the background. He's here and we just don't have an extra mic or well, he's in a, he's in a chair. I think, where'd we find that chair? Was that given to us by the neighbors? I think. It's it was in one other room. It's a hand me down. So Kyle's here, and he's going to be helping us here. And I feel very bad that he doesn't have his own mic right now. I will be ordering something on Amazon uh, when we get off this. But we have a very special guest here. Um, he, this gentleman has I've seen him on Instagram for years. I like his logo. It's very recognizable, um, and. I don't remember since I, I since I have the system set up in the in the company correctly, I don't see when people enter our system because it's not my job, right? My job is a whole other situation. And we had a chance to talk uh, a few months ago, and today he is dropping off his what is it? F four fifty, F five fifty, F five fifty, F five fifty, and we are going to do the install here in the next couple of days. While half my crew is here, the other half of us will be at Mance, um, which is a nice trade show here in Baltimore. But anyway. Without further ado, I actually don't know your last name, but his first name is Charles. And <laughs> Char Charles what? Nelson. Charles Nelson. Yep. And you are with you are the owner of Stepping Stone. Stepping Stone Landscaping in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, yep. Virginia. Thank you for being on. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate Thank it. you. Um, we we I, so guys, everybody that's listening, I really wanted to have Charles on. He first off, genuinely amazing person. Just the nicest guy. He brought me a gift. I didn't even open up yet because I'm not a. I'm, my love, my, what is it? My five love languages isn't gift receiving, so I feel very awkward. And then it takes me a little time, and then I'll, I'll, I'll open the bag here a little bit. So thank you. Mine's gift giving, so. Okay. It's, it's rough. Okay, yeah, we'll do an opening at the end of the podcast. Okay. See, this is why we have Kyle here. Um, my brain's going 10,000 miles an hour. But anyway, this whole episode is going to be so organic and so natural. We're just going to have Charles on have a really good conversation about you know, when he found out about MulchMate, you know, what steps did he take? What numbers did he run? We're going to do some number crunching here. And you guys are going to get a very good inside look at, you know, exactly what is the process like on your side? You're not going to be sold by me or Kyle. You know, yeah, everybody says they, they hear us talk or they see our advertising and they're like, oh, you know, of course you're selling, you know, MulchMate. That's your job. It's how you make money. Well, duh, right? Duh. Yeah. But now we have a very organic guy standing here and he's, he's, chosen to take his hard-earned money and purchase a mulch mate have it installed by us so it's going to work perfectly when he gets it and it's just going to fly and we're going to be there to support you the whole way so with that said first off before mulch mate we, we'd love to know your journey how how old are you you know what you know do you have a wife kids you know why are you working so hard for what you do what's your company you know mission statement tell us a little bit about that sure okay where do we start i'll unload all those things yes um I'm Charles Nelson, 36 years old, uh, based out of Richmond, Virginia. I started the company uh, in 2017, the week after I got married, with a partner. He has since left, um, and he left in the end of 2018. Uh, we've grown it from, you know, me, uh, a Bolin's push mower and a pickup truck, to now we have six crews, two enhancement crews and four wow. maintenance crews. Uh, we just we crossed over the million dollar marker, um, which I know is a is kind of just a staple now. That's not the number that matters, right? Listening and learning from people like yourself, you know, looking at the bottom line, mm -hmm. which is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but uh, as far as mission statement goes, I'm proud to say we finally put one in place this year. Uh, so let's see if I can get it off the top. It's the uh, to maintain and transform the lives of our employees the properties of our customers and the green spaces of our community. Awesome. So um, that's going to be put up somewhere in our shop here mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. What else? Family, uh, the most important thing. So I have a wonderful wife, Joanna, who I we would not be where we are without her. She um, she worked and provided as I sacrificed and, mm -hmm. uh, and did that. So she is now part of the company, I'm proud to say. After our third child, uh, Patrick was born earlier oh, last year, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, after she stayed home from attorney leave on that, we decided it was time to bring her in full time. So she is our business administrator. Her background is HR, mm -hmm. which, you know, I look at things. People thought I was crazy hiring an HR person, mm -hmm. but what's, you know, everyone complains about employees. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to throw a curveball here and hire someone that knows how to deal with recruitment and retention. Yep. Um, so that's, it's been great. Um, she's been, she's hit the ground running and uh, she still manages to 
take care of our three kids and and growing family. So Superwoman. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So, okay. So here's what I got. Seventeen. You got started. Had a partner. <laughs> couldn't, yeah. couldn't handle it. He left. <laughs> yeah, I say he couldn't see past the mower. Okay, um, that's so fine. He, that, yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah, that's the reality. And and, and I'm a truthful black is black and white is white kind of person. So, um, unfortunately, fortunately, they're yeah. not there. And and you're here. And uh, I'm I'm very glad you're here with us. Um, so okay, you know, you get that thing going. You know when. When did you start thinking, okay, I got to run this thing like a business and stop just being a guy that cuts grass? Gosh, uh, every year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I left the field after COVID. So, you know, COVID I was my last year in the field. Well, it was supposed to be before COVID, but uh, I was in the truck and I still have the guys around that were there during those days, you know, which was only three or four years ago, um, who remember me out there in the field. And, and things they'll tell me about is, you know, when, when I'm in the truck, I'm not asking about, you know, cut quality or whatever else I care about, you know, numbers and mm -hmm. data and okay, if we have three guys versus two guys or one guy versus four guys. And I, you know, what's important to me is knowledge is, you know, not knowing, do you know how to cut grass? That that's not that difficult. Right. It's knowing which tool to pull out at the right moment, you know, mm -hmm. knowing the routes, knowing the streets, knowing the geography. So you can cut down on those turns, those seconds, those minutes that add up to hours mm -hmm. and days. Mm -hmm. Um, so, once we, once we got past that uh, and I got out of the field, I could really start focusing on the numbers. Now, I've been in growth mode. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've grown a crew a year and we've, you know, 30, 40, 100%, you know, double our numbers pretty much year after year. Mm -hmm. This year is my year to focus less on the top growth mm -hmm. and more on the bottom growth. Um, I mean, when you get to a certain point, cash flow. Yeah. Is, Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> so we, um, you know, I've, I've decided this spring now I'm ambitious. So I, and this is not going to be the end of my growth, right. but I've decided this spring, Hey, let's focus, let's step back and keep our six crews going. Mm -hmm. We're, we're dropping about 20% of our customers. Um, not because I'm going to replace them, but mm -hmm. with the right customers, mm -hmm. uh, same with the mulchings, things like that. You know, you, you do a mulch job and if I can do 10 mulch jobs for this price, mm -hmm. And then I'm, why am I doing these other two or three for this less price? You mm -hmm. know, no, I don't, I don't need to. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So my question before you go any further, if you don't mind me just kind of yeah, jumping yeah, in. Please. The, the thing that I think most people want to know is well, how the hell did you grow? Like what, what was the thing that helped you grow? A lot of people want to know, well, how do I grow? How do I get a crew every year? Like that's mythical unicorn information to a lot of people. Sure. How'd you do it? Uh, well, hustling for sure. You know, sales is the big one. Um, I consider myself a pretty good salesman. Okay. Uh, I'm out there, you know, if it's, I mean, doing wrong, you know, super woman wife, uh, I'm out there on Sundays and Saturdays and, oh, I'll stop by on the way home from work. I mean, she has put up with a lot, you know, especially the early on. Um, but doing what we say, the number one reason we pick up new customers is really simple. It's reliability and communication. My last guy stopped showing up or my last guy won't answer his phone, period. I mean, it's not, um, oh, if, if you honestly call me and say, hey, he doesn't cut it diagonally. I want it cut this way. I will tell you a great company that I recommend. Mm -hmm. I, I don't claim to be master gardeners. I don't claim to have um, scissors on the truck that we're going to come out and make everything perfect. We claim to be extremely reliable and extremely respectful mm -hmm. in our communication with you. And that is our retention rate's been really good. Um, now, as we've grown, we started realizing, okay, well, maybe when we were starting at 40, 50 bucks a mo, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, you raise your price by, people tell me, oh, I raise my price 10% every year. Great. But if you're starting at a dollar, yeah. You know, you're not there. Right. You know, so you need to, one thing we've been really good at is breaking at the end of each year, looking at our data and saying, okay, on average, it takes 0.8 man hours to mow Mrs. Smith's yard. We're charging X. We need a razor price. We need to keep it the same or, well, rarely do you keep it the same. Right. Um, but it's, it's worked well. And people that give pushback. So what I, I look at it as, okay, if we're not the right fit, that's fine. I will go out and hustle and I will go get more. Yeah. Um, our best tool for advertising, of course, is always going to be world of word of math or mouth, excuse me. And then, um, branding. I mean, uh, it's the we, first thing I said Yeah. when I introduced you, Yeah. Is we, the, I know the brand we, for years, we didn't have a logo on our truck and oh I know, uh, it wasn't until my partner left is when I got the first truck branded. And I think it's like 250 or 300 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. And that, I mean, and you got to track it. Yeah. You got to track everything. Mm -hmm. And so when someone comes in, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I saw your truck, period. Put it there. Run mm -hmm. a report at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Oh, 50 customers saw us from truck. Okay, so now your $250 truck wrap, really your cost of customer, you know, was what, 
five bucks. I mean, it's, even, it's yeah. just stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you're a numbers guy. I think most, this is going to sound harsh, but whatever. Um, most landscapers aren't smart enough to, to keep the data that you have. <laughs> Right, I don't. I, they they get in they get into this business because they like trucks, they like tractors, they like equipment, and they start cutting grass. And any imbecile can cut grass, like yeah, well, clearly. And they're probably not listening to your podcast because they're, they're not, not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to insult people. In a way, I kind of am, just to simply jerk you around and shake you and wake you up because you're clearly successful. You're clearly, like you said, in growth mode. Um, I've been down all those roads. I understand it. That's why it resonates so much with me. And I want. I'm kind of trying to shake people that do listen to go. Hey wake up you're doing this you might as well be successful at it yeah right so okay you've you've grown the company you've done the branding you've got systems in place you know how to sell you know how to acquire customers you know how to keep customers you're consistent right that's key yeah you you go okay now i'm going to start looking at the business i have now and i'm going to make it more and more um profitable the bottom line right yeah. and then we do talk about that a lot yeah um you you find out about Mulchmate. How you find out about Mulchmate, and then what is it? What does that journey look like up until you decide to call us? What what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you don't. You know, it's not a, a whim. You know, you need to have that vision board of where do you want the company to go. And if you look at my when I, I just finished my quarterly reviews, you know, with 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 the guys, and um, one thing I showed them was our five year plan. And then I asked them, I, mean, I go year by year. Here's where we were five years ago. Mm-hmm. Here's where we're going to be in five years. Will we have changes? Sure. But where where are you going to be? Show me. Are you going to be this you know, crew member or are you going to be a field supervisor, a production man, whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Um, same. You need the same thing with equipment. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's rewind. Um, you introduced. Now, I'm not a big social media guy. I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the compliment, but I don't even have Instagram on my phone anymore. I realized it was just too much of a distraction. I enjoyed watching the guys cut grass too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll just jump on when, when I'm interested and, and need be. But... Um, I saw at the, I think it was the GIE at the time you unleashed this product and I saw right there, I was like, okay, we're going into a period where labor is extremely difficult. And, and to go on a side tangent, 2019 or excuse me, 2020 at the beginning before COVID, I hired two guys that year, excuse me, three guys that year, two guys are still with me Mm. in 2021. I hired gosh, 56, I think one guy is still with me. Holy cow. That's a lot of waste of time. People don't understand that. And, you know, going back to my wife, HR. Mm -hmm. um, So that really opens the door and and probably fast-tracked my decision to be here today Mm -hmm. was the the idea that, okay, how can I do this? Not only on a on a um, getting rid of an employee. I don't want to say it that way, but just not needing that person. The person doesn't show up, you mm-hmm. know, and he's, uh, he's tired from the next day, hung over. But also, how do I, re- you know, recruit new guys? When I'm sitting down in the, in the conference room and I've got my pictures of talking about my guys and I say, listen, we have this piece of equipment that's making your life easier. You don't need to get in the back of the truck. We're focusing on the fine t- details and want to make sure you're coming home and want to and go out bowling at the end of the day or whatever right. you want to do because you have the energy to right. still do it. So it's right. Um, Kyle wanted to chime in real quick. Please. So when it comes to the hiring process with you and your wife, are you both sitting down with that employee and speaking to them together? Or are you doing it individually? Or how does that go for you? Because I know like Dave Ramsey, he talks about hiring with your significant other because sometimes you have blinders that she doesn't and, you, and she has blinders that you don't. Yeah. Great question. Um, basically, you know, it, it's still new to us. She's been here for six months now, um, and we kind of finished the recruitment cycle right around June when she started. So we're in. We're getting into it again. Again, I got great guys. I won't, you won't hear me talk negative about my team. Um, so we're only looking for two guys going into the whole 2024 uh, season here. Uh, we want to find the right guys. Uh, the kicker is answer your freaking phone. Right, answer their emails, answer your texts. I, I can't tell you how much money I wasted before Joanna came on board where I would put $500 a week towards Indeed on advertising and, and, and I'd get leads coming in. Now, most of them weren't worth the time of day, but I didn't have time to look at them. It's the spring rush. It's when everyone's doing it. And every week, just another $500 a year there. Now it's, you, you just got to answer the phone. You need to respond to the text. You need to respond to the emails and then let her uh, weed through the ones that we're not looking for right off the bat. We're looking for crew leaders right now. One, um, we need a driver's license period. I, I, I can't really, you know, go against that one. I need you to drive. Um, you also have to pass our driving test. We have internal stuff, but 
so she can just weed through that right then. Then she, if she puts a list together of who thinks she, she thinks she can talk to and she does a preliminary phone interview. Um, once that happens, then she will pass along the, the qualified candidates to myself. I mean, I'm a busy guy now. I, I, there's not enough hours in the day. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I've spent on the phone with somebody who just, I mean, did you even block off time to talk to me? Um, it sounds like you just woke up. Uh, can you turn down the TV? Do you mind just real quick, sir? I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all getting weeded out. And, uh, the amount of standoffs, I mean, I, we, I used to meet at Panera Bread. Uh, we didn't have a shop. Go to Panera across the street from our storage units, and uh, I, I would probably say 40%. That was the amount of people that actually showed up to the in-person interview. Um, you know how much wasted time that is sitting at Panera Bread waiting for this time slot to fill? Been there, done that. Yeah. And <laughs> now it's now we're much higher. Now it's maybe 90% show up um, to the act. There's still that 10%. Even they got through Joanna. Uh, but usually if they don't, they're giving a call ahead and trying to reschedule or whatnot. But, um, yeah, recruitment and retention, then you get into the retention part, but, um, it's just important to get there. They're just like anybody else. They're window shopping. You know, they're, they're calling five companies in a row on indeed. They're just going down the list and whoever's answering and giving them time of day, that's where their attention is going. Mm -hmm. And if you're not responding to them for a week, I mean, what do you expect? I, you know, a, a customer, we don't get, call a customer for a week. I expect them, when I call them back, which this doesn't happen, but if we do, oh, sorry, I expect them to tell me, oh, we already we already got the job done. Um, I mean, I hope my competitors are on top of it as much as I, I am. Um, where, I doubt it. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, you know, customer calls, you got to call them back. Uh, you don't know what that, that's, if you can talk to that, that those many, or customers, you can narrow down what you're charging to where it's like, okay, well, if I answer the phone for every 10 phone calls, then I can charge what I want. And maybe I only get two of them. But if I only answer the phone for one every, every 10 phone calls, I'm too busy mowing or, um, you know, doing whatever else it is, then you miss those opportunities. And yeah, you're desperate for work and you'll charge whatever the heck they'll say yes to, to, uh, to get the next job. So, it's a, it's an odds game, right? hundred percent. It's, 100% odds, it's game. odds. You just gotta, you just gotta boost the odds in your favor. I mean, I go. I, I always think of the door hangers. You know, it just resonated with me. Where if they said uh, Jonathan Picasso, I go, I nerd out with him a lot. With uh, I don't know him, but I listened to him, and he simply just said, "Well, it's if you want ten new customers and your door hanger return is one percent, well, go put out a thousand door hangers and get ten new customers. It's it's not that difficult." That's what we say here. I mean, like we know in the, in the spring, if we advertise in certain sectors, we'll. I'm not going to give her my data because sure. it's mine, but. Yeah, I know if I advertise right now from now to, to April, I typically get X return. Yeah. But then that changes from, you know, Q, Q1, it's a much higher return. And then Q2, it slows down. Q3, it's literally dead. And then Q4 comes back around and it starts getting strong again. Q2 yeah. and 4 are very similar for me. But I know if I, if I spend X amount of dollars, I typically get, you know, yeah. tenfold, twelvefold, whatever, whatever that number is. Um, it's just data collection. Yeah. That's why I love having you on because it's, it's, it's – these guys, I think a lot of people are so scared to figure out their numbers and find out how bad they're failing yeah. that then they are like, oh, my God. And in reality, if they would just figure out those numbers, they could then better themselves and better their lives. And, I, and I'm not some, you know, I'm not, I'm not a nerd on the spreadsheet every single second. Get a CRM software and just and just take two seconds to write in what you did. Like for mulch, for example. We talked about this earlier today. Um Let's just say I'm, we mulched 100 properties last year. Mm-hmm. Every single property, I just pull up the job, and it'll say a yard amount that we used, mm-hmm. period. I know that data, and I also know how many guys I had on the property and how long it took. Yep. So when I, that's why I'm excited you know, to pull this thing out. Oh, my God. Is uh, <laughs> because we go to the property, and let's say we, we mulched Mrs. Smith's house. It took 10 man hours, and we used 10 yards of mulch. I have that data. Well, right. now I have a whole other tool, and let's see what I can lower it to. Mm-hmm. And then I can start implementing, okay, well, we can do this many more jobs a day, this many more jobs a week. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's extremely I, – I get excited by it. You're, so <laughs> I got, I've got two things for you. So – you're it's going to screw you up your matrix is going to be so bad it's you're going to be like shit i don't have enough jobs yeah. to fill that schedule i've heard that a million times you know doing this the other one is you were talking about how busy you are and hiring people and just that high paced lifestyle so i want to give you a little bit of my experience Please. not not so much it's not it's not a, it's not um advice it's just what i experienced if if you put in the correct amount of systems that craziness that you feel, that anxiety, the constant phone ringing, the constant go, 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 go. My wife's so patient, da, 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 da. If you run your life properly, like I did, after I figured out I was screwing it up, that will go away. 
So like I remember when I sold my company, my phone never rang once while I was sitting in all the meetings and how many times we met with them and all that. I literally point out to them, I said, you see how many times my phone's rung? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it hasn't rung at all. I'm like, pay attention to that. That's why my company's so good. I have systems in place. I said it when we first got into this podcast. I said, I want to know more of your story because I have the correct systems in place. I don't know, like your last name. I don't, I don't know it because I don't, I don't deal with that part of the system. I have a team of people and systems in place to do that. And that will ultimately for you, will if you stick to your, you know, your guns and keep collecting the data and doing your job properly, you'll learn to then weed out all that pressure away from you. And you'll be like, okay, everybody, everybody has their job to do yeah. and it gets done. And I remember going, there's, so do you have Wawa down by you? We do. Yeah. yeah. So Wawa, people that are listening that don't know what it is, it's a gas station, you get coffee and, you know, Danishes or whatever. And when I used to eat that way, um, I would literally like probably every day go get a bear claw mm-hmm. or, yeah, sure. or a honey bun and a cup of coffee. And I'd stand in front of Wawa and I'd watch all my crews zip by after I'd met with them in the morning, I'd leave and I'd sit there and drink coffee and I'd watch my millions of dollars of equipment go by me and I could pull up my phone and see exactly where everybody was and I knew this routing, and I, I use Service Autopilot, which I've heard recently has gone bad. Uh, we can talk, there's a whole other episode, but yeah, that's what <laughs> okay. I use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but regardless, I could see what's going on, what's been done, what's not, the weather, the the tracking, da 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 and, and it was such a – I was so blessed towards the end of my career that I was I, – I literally could stand there and do nothing. Yeah. I could literally just go play golf. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, you'll get there. I promise. Well, you know, it's it's acting. You know, I, I hear acting on your, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I hear this all the time when you go into a trade show or you go to a listen to a speaker or whatever. You only take away a couple things, mm-hmm. right? We met in September. Mm-hmm. You told me, you, you just repeat yourself here. You told me that, hey, it's going to change my business. You're going to need to book a lot more jobs. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I sat back on my ride home and I'm like, shoot, I, I'm not ready for that. I need... To, it's time. I need to get a field supervisor. That's why Dave is here today. I we, noticed we that. We started that interview process mm-hmm. the week I left here. I remember you saying you needed that, and then when I got when he showed up, I was like, "I wonder if he's filling that void we talked about." And then he's like, "Yeah, I just hired him like a month ago, or yeah. whatever you said." And I was like, "Ding!" Talk about uh, Kyle. You talked about recruitment. It, he, he that took about a month and a half of of uh, expensive. You know, I we I brought him in for two two interviews. The first one, we went through a whole we weeding out people. Had him and one other guy in for the final. Uh, I brought in my team to ask questions, get a perspective, like you said. Um, I mean, when I'm invest when I want to invest in like the higher level side of the business, uh, I, I I'm taking my time. I took that away. That was my action item from leaving here, along with many other things. <laughs> but um, was oh my gosh, I need to schedule a bunch of jobs. The problem is my phone does ring. I'm getting about I I talk on the phone about seventy five to one hundred times a day. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and you know, since I've been here, I probably missed like four or five calls. I made twenty two calls on the drive up here from Richmond. It's um, part of business. It's it's just is what it is. But the problem is, is when I'm out working when I'm when I'm selling because that's I'm still in the sales role I haven't I haven't gotten rid of that one yet um guys are calling me hey what do I do here what's this problem I can't what a waste of time when you have a three-man mulching crew and they want to know if they need to mulch this one section and I have videos and don't get me wrong we, we try to weed out as much as we can but um what a waste of time for them to sit there mm-hmm. and wait for me to ret- return a phone call when I'm trying to give my customer the you know the attention they deserve mm-hmm. and I get to get in the truck and it's like Okay, boom, 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 boom. Who do I call back right now? Yeah. That's what he's here for. Good. So. Good, good. Well, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll use, he asked me what, um, Dave, he comes with a lot of experience. I'm excited to have him. And, um, 25 I, years. 25 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um, he asked me when he first started, like, what my objectives for him were. And I said, first week, I want you to get to know the guys period. Um, that's my, I want you to be able to tell me every person's name and what they like to do, what crew they're on, so on and so forth. You know, that's, that's a big role for me. Um, but then the next week he's like, okay, we're, you know, he's sitting in the, in the, in the office in the morning. And I said, this is, this is your new focus. 720 is our morning meeting. Get me out there at 720. Cause I'll have a guy in the office. I'm reprimanding someone. I'm at there talking to me. They had a rough weekend or whatever it may be. Next thing I know it's 721, 722, 723 people. When you have one or two guys, it's not that big of a deal. You don't notice these things. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got 17 guys out there. Mm-hmm. One minute adds up. Oh yeah. Two minutes, three mm-hmm. minutes, four minutes. And every time I'm not out there at 720 for that morning meeting, mm-hmm. 
we're just we're literally you know I'm not sure what language we can use we're just wasting money yeah you're wasting money well you yeah. know what I did in those situations in mine so I, what I noticed was very similar thing but people would come to me at all different times and I ultimately ended up being like this this fireman putting out everybody else's fires and all I'm doing is making a decision for them yeah. so what I explained to them was I said why do you think I hired you and they're like oh for the shovel mulch I said it's more than just shovel and mulch and I'm using that as an sure, example sure. Um, but it was I hired you to make decisions in your one little position i've made your position very clear this is what you have to get done and you need to be able to make those decisions on your own if you can't make a decision on your own you do me no good yeah you're you're i need more than just labor i need your brain to turn on a little bit yeah right so what i did was i made a calendar and it was i had a a daily a weekly and a monthly calendar and i stapled it all together and i literally had uh i think it was either 15 or 30 minute i think it was 15 minute time blocks and what I would do is I would give my people certain time blocks to come to me and talk to me. They weren't allowed to call me. They weren't allowed to walk in my office. They couldn't come in and bullshit with me. They had to yeah. stick to that program. And so anytime somebody would come to me, say it was 11 o'clock, and I said, you know, my managers could come to me at 11 o'clock hour and 4 o'clock hour. If they came to me at 1030, I'd be like, get them off office. Stay out. You know, I've told you that these are the rules. And without that structure in place, my time was just getting zapped. And my me- my mental capacity. Time blocking is something I keep it keeps popping up. The you know when I listen to successful people, you know I, I keep hearing time blo- time blocking. It's not something I'm good at. I am all over the place. Um, yeah. Now I get stuff done. I don't think I'm necessarily a procrastinator mm-hmm. to an extent, but yeah, I'm just all over the place. It's natural. <laughs> it's t- time loves to get zapped. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. I learned it from the owner of um, GoDaddy. Really, I, I watched a pod or watched a video on him or a, or a podcast or something, and I had this piece of paper I, I printed out in all color. I remember I won't ever forget what it looked like, and I taped it to the window in my office. And every day I'd walk by and look at it and go, manage my time, watch my time. So, you know, we were talking earlier about you had asked me some questions that I haven't thought about in a long time because no one ever asked me, and that's why I'm so impressed with you. Is like, okay, how many shovels does it take? Shovels like coal shovels of mulch yeah. does it take to fill a wheelbarrow? Or, you know, how many wheelbarrows uh, are there per yard? Those questions don't get asked enough. And I did all that math years and years and years ago, and I've quite honestly kind of forgotten about it. But to get the podcast back on track, I'd really like to know from you, specifically stay on topic of MulchMate in particular. So, you know, you're you're coming to business in 17, partner leaves in 18, you start working on your company, you see MulchMate and you go, okay, I I pinned it on my board. That's got my attention. I'm going to start figuring out how can I implement things into my business like this to to just make it better. Because that's why they exist, just to make a business better. Um, Talk to me about your process before you actually make a call to us and say, I'm ready to start the, the, the purchasing process. Tell me about that. Yeah. The first was to figure out what, what, what was my goal? What was my expectation? I wanted to figure out a number that, um, was something to shoot for and I could reverse engineer, right? It's, you know, we just talked about it. It's simple math. It's not simple, but you know, it's math. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I figured out that number, cause I had communicated, I knew ultimately it was way outside of my purview at that time. Mm-hmm. However, I saw the benefit right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you distracted me a little bit with the truck mate. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm skipping over that. I want to go. I want the mulch mate. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. So I just said, okay. I did. I did some little numbers, and I said, okay. When I get to this, and you probably disagree with me because you're it'd probably a lot less. Mm-hmm. But when I said, if I get to 1,500 yards of mulch, you know, I could really take away because you just how many sho- how many uh, wheelbarrows per yard, how many shovels per wheelbarrow, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to that point where I said, okay, 2024 was the year. This was in 20, this was last year, the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm, this is what's happening. Um, and that's when I called, I called up for the, probably the second time in my life. <laughs> and I talked to the sales team here, which was extremely helpful because when I say that I'm, I don't care about the dump truck. I'm not a machine. I'm not a, you're an equipment guy. I'm not an equipment guy. I don't know what, you know, <laughs> F550. Okay. Uh, I got gas because I want everything to be gas to keep it nice and simple. We don't I do, do the same. Crazy. Yeah, I did the same. But um, I didn't know, you know, I don't know the difference between a steak body and this and that or whatever. I wanted to use the experts to tell me because that's not why. I, bought, I didn't buy the truck because it was a dump truck. I bought the truck because it could hold a mulch mate, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called up and I got those answers. And I, within a month or within a day, I called my dealer and I said, listen, this is what I need to find, you know, cause it's, it's kind of difficult to get these trucks these mm-hmm. days. And I think I had the truck in my possession about two months later. And as soon as I took, um, 
took a hold of that truck. I want to say, I can't remember how soon after, within a few weeks, uh, I made the first payment on nice. Ultimate. Um, nice. Or whatever, the down payment or sure. whatever it was. 1500 bucks. Yeah, that there you go. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, I got it. Because I didn't want to... Because they were scaring me. They were saying it could be a you know six months out for this truck and mm-hmm. whatever. They is in Ford. Ford, yes. Yeah, yeah not yes. us. No, no, yeah. no. Um, so when that happened, um, you know, he just geared up, and it's and honestly, I'll I'll tell him a story. Uh, Ryan, he's probably my right hand man. He's he's been with me since pretty much the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and he's grown up. And his real focus now is equipment. He is a diligent person. He you know he'll love your organization on the shop mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But, um, you know, his, his philosophy was, you know, well, what, do you, what are we doing with the mulch main? And, and no disrespect to Ryan, he, you know, that's where you put the new guy, right, in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And he, he brings up a very valid point. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to deal with the new guy. You put him in the back of the truck. He shovels mulch. And guess what? You burn him out after, 20, you know, after the first day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now my focus is, well, now we don't need the new guy in the back of the truck. Because mm-hmm. if you're in a business ownership position, I see, I know a lot of guys are, a little smaller than where I am now. Some are larger, and I guarantee you everyone's on the same page. No one likes to fire people. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks. And it's a lot easier to let somebody go and rip that Band-Aid off after 24 hours than it is after a month. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't – that guy hasn't left the back of the truck in a month, mm-hmm. and then you put him out there and he can't push a wheelbarrow, he can't spread, he can't think mm-hmm. on his own, well, you know, now it's a lot harder. Now you know his, now you know his last name. Yeah. Uh, now you have to – now you're uh, you're, invo- you're invested, and uh, it becomes a little bit bigger of a deal. So I don't want a guy in the back of the truck. I want a guy that's right off the bat is doing more of the higher-level landscaping versus just the simple right. shoveling. Right. So. I mean, you, there's – we need the people like that that aren't – I'm not going to say the lower level. I'm going to say not trained people. Yeah. Um, we do need them, but what if we could make them more profitable and give them a better life? Yeah. That's what this is all about. It's my mission statement. Yeah, I mean, transform, it's, maintain the lives of my employees. That's the that was I wanted my whole mission statement to revolve around my employees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I hate I hate to say it. Hopefully, no customers are listening. But I got fired from a property a few years ago. Uh, we were mowing it, and it started raining. The customer came out, yelled at us, whatever. And I went to the property and I told the customer. Uh, he was all upset with me. You know, it was about an hour later after I got there. Uh, he said, "Get your guys back here." I said, "Sir, I, I understand." Um, but my guys aren't coming back on your property until you apologize. Mm-hmm. And if you want to say lit a fuse, I mean, that guy blew up on me. Mm-hmm. Get off my property. I'm not apologizing. Whatever else. You're a dime a dozen. And that stuck with me. He said, I'm a dime a dozen. And I just, walking away, I thought to myself, sorry, sir, you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's it's not the case. My guys are too valuable, and, and it's the tides have turned. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds and hundreds of homes within a rocks throw um when it comes to employees and having the right ones Mm -hmm. it's not not the case yeah like my view on that is we both are right so there's lots of customers to get lots of great people out there to work with there's also a lot of landscapers true but but uh, there's a major but and caveat to this there are just people that cut grass and then there's these elite landscape companies that answer the phone and have all the structure in place and pay their taxes and have the insurance and the systems right and that if if that customer is going to feel that way about you, he wasn't your customer to start with anyway. Yeah. So you you just like they need to qualify the landscape company to, to properly maintain their property, you have to qualify the customer. Absolutely. You know, and that that is something I learned a long time ago that eighty percent of my problems, or I'm sorry, twenty percent of my problems came from eighty percent of my yeah. you know customers. Customers. Yeah. So I had to fire, good lord, more than fifty percent of my customers years ago, and kind of restart a little bit because. The, the the troublesome customers were sucking down so much of my time and I wasn't making any money on them. And and you're you're I wish there was a camera on your face because <laughs> it's like his eyes, guys, you guys are listening, his eyes are not rolling, but just like sadness is pouring over yeah. your face because it's true. You know, and we and it's just so frustrating because we get up every single day working so hard to do the best job we can and we have to deal with that. Yeah. And it's very, very frustrating. So okay. You um you decide, okay, mulch mates definitely you know, something I want to do. Yeah. You call my team. My team does their thing. I Again, I don't hear the conversation. It's great. Um, and then you came here in what, November? Uh, I came in September. September? Uh, yeah, we um, we also, on the mowing side, I've, I've kind of fallen in love with the um, the efficiency of the ramp rack. Yeah. So they're in Maryland. Um, and I, unfortunately, we got in a, uh, an, uh, you know, a motor vehicle accident. Uh, someone hit us. And the ramp rack was damaged. Insurance took care of it. But I had to go. 
I like to drive. I like to talk, if you don't sure. know. Uh, so I drove up in um, Wyatt over to the ramp rack. If you guys haven't checked that out, please do. I helped him. I, that's what he told me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I told him I was coming here after. Uh, so I, I made a whole day of it, and I was like, I'm going to go there first, get the ramp rack put on, and then head over here if you guys were available. It worked out great. And I cannot appreciate or, you know, thank you enough for your hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had already purchased, let's be clear. you know, I already knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And coming here was just icing on the cake. I mean, watching I, – I, t- I told uh, Dave out there um, on the way in, and I said, you get, this guy had a part that was like version thousand or something. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if that tells you what goes into it. I mean, I get, you, know, you make mistakes, you know, you get the first, the first thing you put out there, um, doesn't always work, Mm-mm. but there's different people out there that just say, ah, oh, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Or there's other people that try to perfect it and make it, make it be as efficient as possible. And, um, you know, that, that sold me. Cause there are, you know, I hate to say it. There are some, I wouldn't even call them your competitors, but there are other people that I had looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't look at them long. Uh, it, it the, uh, I'll leave it at that. We talk about it on this podcast. Do okay. We do. We do. So, so like, okay, um, I'll say it just so you know it's clear. So, here are the competitors. That everybody understands. We'll start at the top. Finn Bark Blowers. They are 90000 bucks, and they blow mulch into places that it needs to blow into. Yeah. I'm not going to – there's a bunch of limitations to it. Um, if you'd like to know more about it, contact us, uh, and we'll talk to you about it. The next one down is the Mulch Mule. It was invented like 30 years ago by a guy named Todd Pugh. It is the strongest competitor to us. Um, they were bought out. They don't. They aren't supported. You can't get parts for them. They're gas powered, hydraulic, loud, noisy. Um, they have way more limitations than us. And it's a again, it's a ninety thousand dollar piece. Right now, Mulchmate retails for thirty five grand. Right? Is it, is it a is it a trailer or is it a? It has um, a rubber like walking floor. Okay. But those are very very expensive. So when you do need to work on them, they are extremely difficult and expensive. Um, and it's you're you're stuck to that one thing, and it has a taper to it. Okay. So it has this funneling, and Mulch doesn't like the funnel. So there's jamming issues and it's noisy and the the whole rig by the time you park it's like seventy feet long it's huge. It's huge. I saw it at Expo. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not necessary. And like with our DMT trailers, we can we can get that thing down about fifty foot with a truck, not seventy. Yeah. So we have a lot more versatility to it. We have a lot more options, a la carte options. Um, and another one, the one that it, that burns me the most is SmartGate. Yeah, oh yeah. So SmartGate is a is a Mennonite guy out of PA, um, and, and what I, this is the example I use with everybody. Just Google him, and then route yourself through Google Maps to the address listed online. It's his house. We, as you found out, and I'd love for you to say it, but we have all the organization, all the CAD modeling, all the part numbering systems, all the, the structure. You've already talked about Rev 1000. They don't have a Rev system. They don't have a part numbering system. They don't have a warehouse. They don't have the structure. Yeah. And that's why we are the best because we focus on it. Mule doesn't focus. That's like the redhead stepchild of that company now. Um, they're out of um, Canada. Um, and then the Finn Bark Blowers, we've heard it right out of their mouths where they just say, the design is what it is. It's perfect. You just ran it wrong. Yeah. And you just said it. We don't take that approach. Like we talked about year one outside earlier, year one for us, our gearboxes had issues. Yeah. And I went through like 25 different versions trying to, you know, nurture it into the correct you know formula if you will and i'm very very transparent about it so you show up in september and we do the whole song and dance and you left here with what impression oh man um solid i would say if i had to sum up the work you know the uh, the entire experience was just solid and i mean that as in um it is a solid machine uh there are it's a machine there's a lot of moving parts but every little nut and bolt you had a story about mm-hmm. oh and every you know hole and you know diagonal cut there was a reason to it mm-hmm. um i mean you talk about passionate uh, jeez <laughs> uh it was it, and i and i nerded out with it i did i i probably took way too much of your time i'll never forget you had a you know cough you barely had your voice in you were just down in cough drops mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and uh it was it was it, it's the time of my life i appreciate it you yeah. know um and i just i, I saw that okay it, it sold me even more again i'd already bought the unit mm-hmm. uh, you didn't need to take the time to do it I, it's already done the sale was out the door and it's i think it's a big takeaway for anyone listening to this is like nick said he didn't know who i was he didn't you know it was just i was just a guy there and you know talk about a kid in a candy store um i took away not just the mulch made itself but the organization the the streamlining of the business of dawson manufacturing mm-hmm. um those are the things like you know there's a lot of guys out there that will talk about oh cut the grass and you know charge 50 bucks or whatever it may be i want to know about 
how they how long it takes to sharpen a blade how often how many hours they do it do they track their hours do they do all this stuff like way different i'm on a different page than you know i'm not saying a lot of people i'm just saying the people that i see on that social media it's kind of when i got off i got a little tired of just like the same old thing um, if you don't mind if i can jump please, in sorry you are no you're fine you are not a landscaper you're a businessman yeah and that's what makes that's what's gonna make you crazy successful here in the very near future i mean it's it's to me i'm sitting here kind of wanting to have a conversation with kyle about (laughs) done with me well no no (laughs) like like listen to this guy right the data we talk about this all the time and and that's one of the things we're working on here dos manufacturing is the data more data more data more data more data and and him and i sit back oh god yesterday i was on social media and somebody posted something somewhere and i was like ah, let me look into this guy real quick he seems young and ambitious and it was just picture after picture after picture of his truck yeah and i'm like dude yeah stop like you're like you said earlier i'm an equipment guy yes and no so i i am nowhere near like if i see an excavator i could care less like i'm not that guy now I'm a car guy. You know, you know. I don't. That's yeah. what I was getting at. You yeah, yeah. know equipment. Yeah, I, well, and I know. I only know what pertains to my my arena, sure. right? And I know. Gosh, I'm not quite sure if there's somebody else out there that knows it as well as I do. Just my arena, not the industry. Just my little world, because I, I have just poured. And Kyle knows I poured my guts into it. I think you've seen it. Um, anytime you've asked me a question, it's been like just instant answer. Yeah. Not that I'm a know-it-all, but again. This is my arena, and I know it really, really well. And that's why, like, I don't mind bringing up fin bark blowers, mulch mules, and uh, we call we call them dumbgate. No offense <laughs> to them. It's just, it's just not. That was my original idea, and it's not, it's not safe. It's not a, it's not a great idea because it doesn't actually fully work, and it's not fully automated. I'll just give you two examples with those guys. Um, uh, the conveyor, the gate one. Um, I called them and asked them. My number one question was like the the load bearing, you know, of when you dump it, it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I called him and left a voicemail. Yeah, that was a year ago. I didn't hear back. Um, and then uh, mulch mule, even after I purchased it, I went to the GIE. I, everyone's talking to you, whatever it's called, equip. Mm-hmm. And um, and I got wanted to get some information from them and just curious, like what it's about. You know, I'm I like to educate myself. Sure. I heard from them um, the uh, Friday before Christmas. So when was that again? In October. Yeah. end of October. Yeah. So what is that? Three months? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't get me wrong. People are busy. I get it. Sure. But I had zoom in zoom, uh, call set up and was, you know, with all types of, you know, automating, mowing, st- whatever, just things the next week. Yeah. And it took three months to, you know, it's like, that's, that's tough. And that's what I preach to everybody about with Mulchmate and Dawson manufacturing is we are only 50% an equipment company. The other fifty percent is all about customer service, yeah. and and I've done it. I try to do is the QR codes, the free online training, the troubleshooting links. It's all over the machine. It's it's a what? Yeah, this podcast. <laughs> like we don't have to do this, but we do this to get more and more information out there so people can get more familiar with our process and procedures, and they get they hear it from the horse's mouth. Okay, another for instance, who is the face of Multimule? I Who's speaking for them? Yeah. Right, you can't, you don't know. Nah. I am the face here, and I, there's there's a voice, and it. That's why I like Ed Wright so much with Wright Manufacturing. Oh, yeah, we, the, we have all Wright mowers. Yeah, and I like Wright yeah. mowers. I'm not saying like I'm not saying they're the best. I'm not saying they're the worst, but they're they're great mowers. But what I like more about it is Ed. Ed Ed will sit down with you and have a conversation, and just like I had a conversation with you. No offense, didn't know you at the time yeah. when you came, but like I didn't care. I, I didn't care. You were worth all the time in the world, whether you were buying or had bought. I, I doesn't matter. Yeah doesn't matter and ed will treat you the exact same way and that's why i'm such a fan of him the family their process procedures did you know toyota set their facility up uh i had a brief conversation with Ed. he would never you know let's uh, he, he came to a dealer in richmond mm-hmm. and i um i heard that he was there uh, nailer was mm-hmm. i guess had part of set it up and um the, the reason we go with right mowers is big part because of him I just like to hear that, okay, someone's actually thinking about this. It's not yep. just – I can't tell you how many people at the trade show, like you said, you set it up, oh, it works great. It's been the same thing for 30 years. Mm-hmm. There are yeah, – a shovel. Okay, great. But what about fiberglass or this or that or what's mm-hmm. – you know. Um, so when we went with mowers, and it's not about brand loyalty. Guys, I think people can get confused by that. Oh, I've got a F, F550 or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's about maintenance. Um, it's about, okay, well, if I have seven right mowers, I don't know – 
the air filters are the same. Yeah. You know, the, the blades are the same. We can, we can maintain it. Oh, you know how to replace one clutch? Like Ryan, he spent a long time, you know, replacing this clutch, learning how to do it. He never done it before. Mm-hmm. Well, now he knows. Yeah. And you know, you just kind of, um, you, you that's where, those are the things you look at as you mm-hmm. grow. Well, that's like with mulch mate. If, if I took you, so today you guys were looking at a gen one mulch mate that's here in the building yeah. that we, ref, we, we, we bought back from an original customer because they were amazing. They trusted us to, to buy into our equipment year one. And then we said, hey, thank you for your loyalty. They're looking at buying more. They were like, well, what do we do with these? I said, look, I would rather give you a give you some money for them as a thank you for investing. Because without them, I never would have made it. Sure. Right? So bought them back, refurbished them because I didn't want – my old technology to make it back into the marketplace and then give the machine a bad rap. Yeah. So it was a win-win for me. Bought them back, refurbished them, got them up to the best they could possibly be, and then they've already been resold. That one's been sold for like a month. Wow. But the the parts and pieces from your from your Gen 9 Mulchmate, I could probably 95% of the parts and pieces in it, I could literally take out of that machine, that brand new machine, and stick it in that old machine. Wow. Because I, I understand what you're talking about with, you know, Every machine has all the same oil filters, all the same air filters. I want to make sure that if you need a part, A, I have it. Yeah. And I don't want a whole warehouse of all these different versions of panels and all this nonsense. And, and then, or a Gen 2 mulch mate guy calls and says, I need this part. Well, we have to make it. Yeah. I, I don't want that conversation. So that is how in-depth we go here and try to build that that seamless. We try to be as perfect as we possibly and, can. And let's be clear. It's not about... Uh, the the equipment not being up to par mm-hmm. it's use rare a right. lot of times you know let's just I had that f-150 that was in the accident the rambrack brand new my first brand new vehicle I ever bought <laughs> that sucks and got t-boned you know it's like that rambrack it's not its fault that the mm-hmm. it broke in the in the situation but hey stuff happens you get in accidents you the guys slant, do something wrong whatever it may be you know i'm not someone that um i'm not a big firing people over things you know that mistakes but um we could tear something up and knowing that I have that dealer support, mm-hmm. right? Dealer support. I saw a mulch mate one time in my life before coming here mm-hmm. and I was at a Publix. It's a grocery store parking lot. Mm-hmm. And this was probably 2020, maybe mm-hmm. 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy, he, I think he was, he was, I'm pretty sure he was the owner and maybe two or three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him like what he thought about it. I was, I was, you know, all giddy. And I, um, he's like, well, we had one issue, but the owner came down to Fredericksburg and met me and took care of it. It was actually really cool. And I was like, yeah, wow. I literally, I just got back from Georgia. Th- was it Thursday, Kyle? Yeah, I was in Georgia because the customer, the customer's like, oh, the the machine works, but it's leaving mulch in the in the truck. And in my head, I'm going, no, exactly what that what that is. I'm the I'm the king of the 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 data holder, right? Of this my arena, right? Yeah, just my arena. And so I had talked to his dealer, and I I kind of said, hey, let me just come out. I am the beat all end all inventor of the machine. It'll it'll cost me like three hundred bucks to fly there and back, whatever. Um, it, for me, it was more. Here's what I call it internally. I won't say this typically a lot of places, but you know, on the podcast, I just let it all hang out. I am there not to fix the machine. I'm there to fix the customer. And so I went out there and I explained it to him. And we literally stood up on top of the cab of the the truck where the the body goes over. What is it called? The cab protector or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. So we're literally. I said, fill the truck up. I'm gonna stand here. I'm gonna show you why this is happening. The machine wasn't broken at all. It was leaving material in the back of the truck. And the reason it was is because they put it on this gargantuan Kenworth. And I said, look, it can't. The machine has a limitation. Everything has a limitation, right? If we didn't, I could curl 1,000 pounds, right? Yeah. So, oh, got another bug. Did I get him? Oh, I don't know if I got him. We, we have these, like, gnats that fly around every yeah. once in a while, and I slap them yeah. in the pot because it's hysterical. But, uh, yeah, fruitful. I don't know where they come from. But, anyway, I flew out to, to Georgia. I was literally there for 45 minutes at the most. Wow. And the guy's like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Because he was like, well, what about this? What about this? And I just answer, 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 answer. It's not that I'm cocky. It's just I just know the machine it's mine, right? Um, got them all squared away. He is super thrilled and happy and probably will buy more here in the very near future. Yeah. So, again, it goes back to, you know, the the owner goes out and, and talks to the guy because he, and more than likely, it was a self-induced error that happened. You know, it's out of our control, but we're still there to support it, Yeah. right? Um, I think this machine in Georgia was two years old. It's out of its warranty, but I, I didn't care. Yeah. I wanted to make it right. So, um, thank you for the compliment. I, th- You know, 
unknowingly maybe because you talked to that guy and that felt good to you and that's what we're shooting for well yeah and it was just you know again dealer support i'm not like i said not an equipment guy i i like to figure out i have it i have a mindset where okay if i'm curious how this works let me dig into it i don't have the time to dig into it i don't i don't have the interest to dig into it i want to uh, do other things and having someone that's around to support that and not necessarily you, but knowing that if I'm going to call someone, they're not going to say, well, you did it wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we probably did. You're right. But how do I fix it? <laughs> and that's, that's something I want to really hit home with too, while we're kind of on this subject is the way we handle it is if people want to be a dealer, we accept dealers. We're very picky because we find that dealers can be, I'll just say it lazy. And it's not necessarily the owner, but like some of the people at the front desk, they just, they're not equipment people. They just they know how to enter in, you know, um, enter something into the computer and process an order, and that's about as far as they go. And sometimes the end user needs more than that. Yeah. And so we welcome great dealers in with open arms, but for everybody else, it's like, well, what about my support? Literally, we're one call away, and I can ship you a part tomorrow. I don't care where you are in the United States. I can have a part to your front door tomorrow. It, it just it's that simple so we're easy to get a hold of we have a full think of us like an amazon slash tesla it's tesla because it's all electric and amazon can get you stuff literally tomorrow so it's don't just, don't yeah. be don't be afraid of purchasing a mulchmate thinking oh i can't get parts it's going to be super easy we have videos on how to install things the machine is literally i think is there anything else other than like a half inch kyle in that machine half inch bolt or there's a couple allens yeah, I think those are eight mil, and that's it, yeah, or five sixteenths, half inch. Yeah, maybe four or five tools total to work on the whole thing, yeah. at the most. It's very and the law that we have, just so you understand too, is if it doesn't come in a standard like Craftsman toolkit or drill set, it's not allowed. Wow, it's not yeah. allowed. So nothing larger. Like if you have to drill a hole in something, this is this is a law between all of our products. If you have to drill a hole, it cannot be any bigger than half inch. Because that's a standard, right? Yeah. And then if it's in a toolkit, it, it it we can't go above three quarters of an inch wow. because that's typically the the top end of a standard toolkit. Pretty much don't have to drill holes either. Correct. Everything is like you said from Gen One to now. You can pull things up. Yep. Yeah. So if you guys couldn't hear what Kyle said, it's it's it, from Gen One to Gen Nine currently. If you wanted to put a wheelbarrow rack, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, adding it to your order the the um the rack itself there's there's no fabrication it just takes some bolts out puts some bolts in we literally around here we call it bolts and holes that's literally all we're doing is putting bolts and holes and that all comes from the front end of all that heavy design work that we put into so anyway i'll, I'll get off that that soapbox and get on to our final segment of this is what do you expect out of mulch mate you know after you implement it after you get into your system what do you how are you going to implement it and then what are your concerns what are you excited about yeah so I am very excited. Um, I I have I'm heading out, out of town. I'm heading to Hawaii, and I built nice. I I wanted to get it on the truck before I left because nice. I do not want uh, and and before people start thinking oh it must be nice. So my brother-in-law uh, is in the Navy in Hawaii, so we got a place to stay. It's just plane tickets. So it is nice. It's calmed down. Let's it is say. nice though. <laughs> it it is. is. It's good. We're very excited. Uh, three kids on a plane for ten hours. I don't know about that. I've been to Hawaii. I know that trip. Oh gosh, it's worse coming home. Okay. Um, but what I'm excited about, I am, um, you know, obviously the look of my guys' faces when they, when they put the mulch through the first time, you know, I'm, I just can't wait to see them be, wow. It's not a question of if they will or not, you know, you, you wonder how's the, what's the, you know, takeaway going to be now it's wow. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Because I'm doing it for them. We just implemented I know this sounds crazy. How are you tying these two things together? I just implemented an IRA program, a retirement program for my guys. And, you know, people don't see what their life looks like in 30 years, you know, 40 years. Some of these guys I have 18, 20 years old, and I want to think about their future. This is thinking about their future, too. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy. No one's going to talk about that. They want to talk about the numbers, which we will. But, I mean, shovel mulch, I can't, man, my back. I've shoveled a lot of mulch. I know you have. I know a horrible job. It's it's just it it takes a toll, and who knows what that toll, that toll. Maybe you don't notice it that day, that week, that year, but I guarantee you, in thirty years from now, you'll remember how many yards of mulch you shoveled. A lot of people say online. I see a lot of the haters. They're like, "It's easy." Well, yeah. no, it's mindless. Yeah, it's mindless, hundred uh, percent. So I'm, I'm I'm most excited about that. Seeing what you know, Stepping Stone is hopefully bringing to you know our team, um, as far as you know, just back savings but uh when it comes to the the data so like i said i'm a, I'm a kind of a nerd when it comes to crunching numbers and 
when I look at it, I look at, you know, the number one thing that sold me was a guy in the back of the truck. Okay, simple, simple math. How many hours, you know, I can't tell you how many times last year I had my guys stopwatches. You know, hey, how long does it take you to fill a wheelbarrow? Give me the average time. How many, fill up 20. Tell me what your average time was. Do you have that number off the top of your head? Uh, I think it was like for, for one wheelbarrow from when you start, like the wheelbarrow gets put right in front of the truck mm-hmm. to when you are done. And the mulch, I have it where the mulch was halfway in the truck, mm-hmm. right? So you're halfway in the truck. You got to walk it. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. to fill up the entire wheelbarrow is about twenty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Right now, that is running. Mm-hmm. These guys are, you know, they want to. You got to stop. Watch out. You're mm-hmm. going to be competitive. Yeah. But do, you know, okay, there's a base number for you right there. Mm-hmm. Twenty five seconds. Sure. Can you do twenty five seconds every day? No. I can't tell you how many times I run around the corner and the guy's standing there waiting for the next wheelbarrow. You know, you're not. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those numbers you add in. Um, there's. There, it's tough to magnify, but if I can just keep the simple stuff that I can um, that I can record, all right. Well, multiply that by how many wheelbarrows in a yard? How many yards are on the? You know, I, I estimate about twelve yards per per twelve wheelbarrows per yard. The way we fill them up, um, we can hold about ten yards in a truck. You know, how many yards on a property? So I can tell you, all right. We did ten thousand, or excuse me, <laughs> two thousand yards of mulch last year. Uh, that's a huge number for us. We've grown, you know, that's the biggest number we've ever done. Um, how many seconds were spent pitchforking? Period. You know, and I don't it's have that bananas. number on top of my head. It's bananas, whatever that number is. And you just, and that is the most efficient time you can do. What is your time? Three, three seconds? Three seconds. Yeah. That's the most efficient you can possibly be. And let's not kid ourselves, that might last the first 20 shovels the first 20 wheelbarrows and that's what a yard and a half two yards well we got eight more to go and guess what that's just the first property of the day i can tell you this so if you run 10 yards of mulch and you're traveling 60 foot with a mulch mate it's like 12 minutes yeah it's i mean to those numbers and i wish i and i'm sorry for not being prepared here uh because i would have had them ready to go it's cool you're good um but those numbers that is just the one part of it that saves you money is the guy in the back of the truck. That's what everyone sees. That's the that's the tip of the iceberg. Is the one is the guy that you don't need in the back of the truck anymore. But I look at it as a retention tool. I can't put a price tag on that. But let's just say five thousand dollars. I mean, we spent a lot of money on Indeed. And if I can have people calling me because they see this thing in the back, they see this thing at the mulch yard. I mean, when you when you advertise on Facebook, Indeed, sure, Google's telling you that they're putting you in front of the right people. But you know when you're really in front of the right people is when you're at the mulch yard. And, all, and you're literally in front of the right people. And they're like, what's that? And I trust me, I've already got a, a spiel that I've got for my guys of what to say. Yeah. Hey, here's the card. Give give Charles a call. Let's see uh, Let's see if we can make this work. I, I, and listen, I have the data on that. It, that happens nonstop. Literally, you'll drive down the road in that truck. I bet you when you drive that thing home, yeah. somebody's going to like chase you down. It's just, it's just, it's so eye-catching for some reason it, it, it's just wild what it does to people people are people are asking me like are you gonna get it branded and I, we talk about that with the wheelbarrows mm-hmm. and stuff the only thing that i really care about on the side of the mulch mate is seem cool we're hiring mm-hmm. you know or something like that just uh you know, and, we, and we're not always hiring but we are you know you co- just call let's let's keep your name in a database you know mm-hmm. you be smart you get someone that calls you can't afford them right now it doesn't seem like the right time you're fully staffed you better keep their name on a spreadsheet. Uh, you better have their name on a contact that says, hey, call this guy when mm-hmm. you need somebody. Um, so that's that's the big one, or the time savings of the guy in the back of the truck. Retention or recruitment. I mean, I, I can't put a price tag on that. Um, the less mulch, that's still, that's the biggest question mark, but I, if you hear anything from me talking, I, I like to do my homework. Mm-hmm. I called, I asked y'all for referrals. Mm-hmm. I went on Instagram and started snooping and basically used hashtags mulch mate and mm-hmm. looked around and I called people that you didn't give me mm-hmm. um, to say, hey, what's the, you know, tell me the honest truth about this. I had neg- zero negative uh, feedback. Um, I had multiple people who, um, who are, are, are purchasing, purchasing their second or third which is insane to me. Those are the people I want to talk to, yeah. right? And then I had, um, I only had one person out of, I don't know how many I talked to. I didn't, I'm, I'm not talking to a hundred guys here, but one guy who said he didn't see the difference between um, how much mulch was being used. Like if you were to save on the actual material itself, mm-hmm. when I dug deeper solo guy who doesn't track his numbers. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't want to tell you, well, Oh, I've done that yard for 10 years. Well, Okay. I know it's in my head. Well, right. do you? Yeah, well, you what'd know. you do last year? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just did it. Yeah. 
It's so crazy. for me, I know when we get we use service autopilot. So when you get to the job, I got three guys on the crew. Okay, they clock in at ten o'clock. They clock out at twelve. All right, three guys times two hours. That's six man hours it took. How much material do they put down? They plug it in as a job comment. Uh, and the material usage, it can do job costing and whatever else. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. But I have the data. Okay, let's go to that same property this year. I am excited mm-hmm. to go to that property and look at the time and look at the material. And just sit back and oh, let yeah. the data. I'm not going to get freaked out by the first one. I, I expect the first one to take twice as long. We got to learn it. I don't oh, want to yeah. break things. I don't want to, you know, I don't know how this works. But as I look at this, the the law of averages as it continues on throughout the season, man, I am excited. So like the material saving, you're talking about the, that's, that's from the augers fluffing the material. Yeah. Uh, that's this mythical unicorn that nobody believes me, but <laughs> whatever. Again, I have the data and I can give you a whole list of references, which you went through. Um, Even if it doesn't. Think about our number one problem right now is over over dumping, mm-hmm. right? I think that is a big issue that we've run into is the guys are because they need to go get more mulch, mm-hmm. right? So they'll over dump, and let's just say you still over dump. Mm-hmm. But if I'm over dumping less, mm-hmm. okay, you know? so so that's one. So like if you if you're buying okay, so if you're doing less on say it's a ten yard ten yard normal job, yeah. it's now eight. Yeah. So okay, you've saved on material costs. You've also saved in weight. So those two yards is going to be average a thousand pounds worth of material. That's less wear and tear in your truck. Okay, that it multiply that times a you thousand know, loads, right? Then you have less fuel. That's yeah. less material to move around on the property, so it's less damage on the property, less wear and tear on the guys. There's so much more to it than just two yards less. Yeah, you, you say two yards less, and let's just you know let's let's knock it down just to one for easy numbers. Well, I look at twelve wheelbarrows, mm-hmm. so that's twelve less wheelbarrows that we are shoveling or that we are not shoveling, but running across the yard and you're talking the backyard here well i mean 60 feet that's that's pretty good distance i'm talking 120 150 feet mm-hmm. you just took that off so yep. not only the material cost but the time savings of not actually putting it down yep um so that's 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 exciting i'm less excited of seeing that work i'm more excited of seeing the numbers show me it yeah right because like you said mythical unicorn yeah. <laughs> but it it's is. you know i it makes sense so what do you what do you what are you um not looking forward to because i think what I would suggest that you probably weren't going to look forward to is crap. I got to book more jobs. One hundred percent. That's and we talked about that. We, that's why Dave is here right now. Yeah. Um. So we've already been, ref, you know, trying to, you know, and this is what strategy sessions are all about. Like we're in the slow season. Uh, my when I had a partner, my first January, we did zero jobs. Mm. Zero. That we didn't work one thing. Not not one single job. Mm. And we enjoyed it. We finished the year with I don't know sixteen million. We did sixty five thousand dollars our first year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, nothing. Now I'm sitting here on, I'm driving back from, uh, we had a, a trip over the holidays and I'm coming back and I'm sitting there crunching numbers. I'm on the phone, I'm calling. It's New Year's Day and I am busier than I've ever been mm-hmm. because this is your time to make that year right, mm-hmm. right? This is my time to, okay, let's figure out how this works because I don't want to get to, I don't know what day we're bringing it home. Well, let's just say um, January 16th. I don't want to get January 16th to come around and, and now let's start figuring out what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So one thought we're running right now is we're going to have two trucks go to the jobs. The um, Well, we're going to have a prep team go out. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have the mulch mate. It's, the main focus is going to be mulching, period. That's what I, I – it's kind of like a um, – God, what do they say? A mower, like with your with your uh, snow – is it snow mate? Mm-hmm. Um, you – you just bought this machine. It's just sitting there mm-hmm. all season long. Same concept with the mulch I'm looking at is, well, I bought this machine. I don't want to sit. I don't want it to be used for ten minutes and then sitting on the property for ten hours. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. So let's get that thing spitting out mulch. And when it's done, it's running out. I'll have the another trailer behind it, fine, you know, fine tuning. Mm-hmm. That's where my head is right now. Sure. Is we'll run two crews. The mulch mate crew will be the bulk of it let's run let's run the mulch so on and so forth and then we'll have the the cleanup crew yeah um so they'll they'll have the they'll have like six yards of mulch and just an open trailer Mm -hmm. and they'll just touch up as needed you know okay we need we have a hole here right let's put the final touch that's my thought any any thoughts on that no that's that's normal um a lot of guys do do that until they realize i'm just gonna buy a second one i know (laughs) it's just typically how that goes um it's just the data that's just what it shows and I, i remember early on guys were that conversation came up way more early on, you know, five years ago, whatever it was now. Um, but no, you're right on track with what's going to be. Yeah. The, the funniest thing, the funniest story I ever heard was a guy came to me. He goes, I'm just so mad at you. I'm like, what are you mad at me for? He goes, 
you're making me work twice as hard now. I'm like, what does that mean? He yeah. goes, I have to schedule double the amount of jobs in the same amount of time because you're a stupid machine. Yeah. And I'm like, that was the whole point of all this. He goes, yeah, I'm just jerking your chain. But he goes, no, it's, you know, the first couple of weeks, they'd come back at 1230, 1 o'clock, and they're like, boss, we're we're done. Like, we need more jobs. And he's like, oh, crap. Like, he didn't he didn't think it was going to be that good. Yeah. And I tell everybody, you know, 30 to 50%, you know, average everything across the board just gets better and it's far more than that yeah far far yeah kyle's kyle's seen the the good ramifications of it i mean it's just it's incredible how how i sound like a broken record when i talk about it but it is it is it, it will outperform that's any my person that's my number one concern is is not having the work ready for my guys now if we're profitable and all that stuff it's like well what what's the matter just send them home but i you know I tell my guys, and I told them this when, you know, going into the winter was my goal for this company is to be, is for you to get paid more and work less. I want to have the highest, the best mulcher there is, mm-hmm. right? And I want you to, because right now my guys get paid well because they're making a lot of overtime, right? We work a lot of hours and they're working 45 to 55 hours a week, which kills me. Oh my gosh, overtime. Mm-hmm. However, they're doing it. They're crushing it. I told them, well, what if I paid you the same amount, but in 40 hours? And you guys were able to get home and God forbid, see your families and do all that and not be tired. Mm-hmm. And we're still making more money and doing more jobs while doing, I have, I have high hopes for it. I just know. And that's why I didn't want to grow this year as far as, um, excuse me, another crew. We're going to grow. Let's not get ourselves. Uh, but I, I need the time to focus on selling more jobs mm-hmm. because I need to keep that machine spitting out mulch. Yeah, fill fill in some of the holes in the company that you'll let things slide through. Yeah, right. Just another a stronger foundation. Well, I really appreciate having you on. This has been great. It's been over an hour already. I can't believe it. Um, thank you again. Pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Not. Oh, that's right. The gift. The gift. The gift. Hold on. Let me get my big ass up here and go get it. Thank you. Um, so I remember uh, back in the day, um, I don't know, it was the office or something. The Michael guy, the main character, he had a Rolodex, and you write down all the. Um, <laughs> I made a noise. You write down things people say, right? And My so man. last time I was here, mm-hmm. you know, I asked you what you were, you know, what, I'm not a big uh, drinker or anything like that, mm-hmm. but um, you listen, you take it. So I wrote a calendar in Evite and I put it in there, buy rum, buy <laughs> before rum. I come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I don't know if it's you. good or not or whatever. I've but not had it. Uh, it looks really good. Looked, uh, you know, I was more of a bottle guy. I looked yeah. for a cool bottle. No, it is. It, and that's so. kind of, again, with Mulchmate, half of it's the machine, half of it's the experience you have with the company. And yeah. that's, that's what this is about. Like, I actually am not a huge drinker. Um, I have a drink occasionally. Um, It's funny. My father's got a hundred and... I'm going to just say a hundred plus bottles of rum in his basement. And everybody's like, are you an alcoholic? He's like, no, I'm not an alcoholic. If I was, it'd be gone by now. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a Lazy Susan full of rum and bourbon. And um, No, thank you. This is amazing. I can't wait to crack it open. I'll I'll wait. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until I get a a phone call from you and you're like, everything you said was true yeah. that's what i'll wait for okay. um so you have to call me and let me know uh, <laughs> but thank you this is great it's so everybody that's listening it's a cruising single barrel premium extra aged rum uh age minimum of five years it's in a really nice bottle um got that nice brown uh hue to it it's really really awesome thank you again absolutely it's amazing so guys um thanks for joining us for another episode of life in the fast lane this has been an amazing episode i hope you got a lot of value out of it um we are off to have some mexican food if you're still good for it yep awesome and uh we're gonna put some food in our bellies thanks again for joining us uh don't forget to uh follow us on instagram and any of your favorite social media platforms just google mulchmate find your favorite platform we've got a bunch of information out there if you have any questions email us at hey h-e-y fast lane at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel and don't forget that we've got our carlson coaching program at mulchmateusa.com so if you guys want to you know dive deep into these numbers like charles and i just did um i've got 24 years of experience doing this and i've lived on both sides of the fence so i have a very cool perspective on a lot of things and a lot of health information that i am willing to share with you guys so just go out and and, you know check that out at mulchmateusa.com anyway without uh, further ado we're out of here kyle you ready to go all right we're out thanks guys have an awesome day and don't forget to say mulchmate (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.